welcome to the Business Brainwave Show with Renata Jute, where we will look at ways to optimize your business. In this episode of Business Brainwaves, we will look at trusts and tax. Even under normal circumstances, tax is a difficult thing to get your head around. Add a trust into the mix, and the complication factor increases tenfold. So let's look a bit about the taxation of trusts. The income of a trust may be taxable in the hands of the trust itself, the beneficiaries, it may even be split between the trust and the beneficiaries, or in the case of an intervivos trust, it may even be taxed in the hand of the hands of the living founder or the original donor. The decision as to who will be taxed will depend on several factors, such as the terms of the trust deed, whether or not the beneficiaries have a vested right to the income, and if that income is distributed or not. Additional factors that need to be considered are whether the beneficiaries are majors or minors, whether the beneficiaries are South African residents, and whether the trust was created within South African borders. The identification of the person who is taxed on trust income is regulated by the provisions of Section 7.2, 7.3, 7.4, 7.5, 7.6, 7.7, 7.8, 7.9, 7.10, 7.11, 7.12, 7.13, 7.14, 7.15, 7.16, 7.17, 7.18, 7.19, 7.20, 7.21, 
at the usual provisional tax period intervals, currently the first provisional in August, second provisional in February, with the final payment upon assessment. As with any other provisional taxpayer, a penalty will apply for late submissions as well as understatement of the estimated amount. So be careful because often um, if we uh, let the taxes slide and we do not do our accounting on time and we have penalties and interest that are incurred, we can land up paying higher interest and penalties than the initial tax amount. And then we've got rebates and exemptions. Now, you may be aware that in your personal capacity as an individual, you would have certain exemptions, such as for interest earned, you would have an exemption. And if you're under 65, currently that exemption is 23800 And there are various other exemptions. There's also the primary rebate, secondary rebate, and tertiary rebate. So that means if you're under 65, over 65, under 75, and over 75, there's also a rebate that you would get. Now, unlike individuals, Trusts are not entitled to primary, secondary or tertiary rebates and they also don't qualify for the general exemptions on local interest. Some additional points to remember. Trusts have a February tax year end and effective 1 March 2017, the income tax rate has been left unchanged at 45%. And then when it comes to capital gains tax, effective 1 March 2016, the inclusion rate of gains has been upped from the previous 66.6% to 80%. So what does this mean? If I dispose of an asset, um, let's call it I have a property in the trust and I dispose of that property and I now have a gain of 1 million rand. What would happen is 80% of that gain, in other words, 800,000, is then added to my taxable income, which is then taxed at my marginal rate. And in the trust, that marginal rate, as I've just mentioned, is 45%. So it means that of my total gain, the 1 million, 80% is added to my income, which is the 80% inclusion and that 80% is then taxed at my marginal rate which is the 45% and that then gives me an effective capital gains tax rate of 36%. So what that would mean is when I have gains in my trust you can pretty much say that it is taxed at a 36% rate. That is if it is retained in the trust should you, of course, distribute those gains to beneficiaries, um, then they would pay the tax at their marginal rate and the inclusion rate would then apply for individuals. So as a trustee, you are also, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, the nominated representative taxpayer of the trust. And as such, the buck stops with you. So, if you are a trustee, it's important that you understand the tax implications of transactions in your trust. And what is even more important is that you do proper tax planning. Please do not 
approach your accountant after the fact. In my years of accounting, I so often had trustees approach me and say, oh, by the way, we sold a property last year and now we're in the new tax year. So for me, it's now too late to do proper tax planning. So please, when you, you know in advance when you want to dispose of assets. You know in advance when you want to purchase assets for the production of income. Make sure that you discuss this with the independent trustees, with your tax advisor, with your accountant, so that everyone understands the financial and tax implications of these decisions and that you get proper tax advice. And for even more accountability, it's advisable to actually get this tax advice in writing and keep that on record. Because if there's ever a query as to your capability or as to your um, commitment to your trusteeship, you can also have these documents available to prove that you did actually enlist the services of the right parties, whether it be financial planners, whether it be tax advisors, whether it be accountants, ensure that you get whatever advice is discussed in writing. For any further assistance with your trust affairs, please feel free to reach out to me. My details are below. Thanks for listening to this episode of Business Brainwaves. For more Business Brainwaves, please visit my website nobleprosperity.co.za, follow me on Facebook or connect with me on LinkedIn. For easy access, the links are posted below.